Alright, here we go. And a one, and a two, and welcome to the Tales for Long Box Podcast. This is episode 373. Spotlight on Marvel Comics Amazing Fantasy number 15, circa. Now I forgot about that. Circa, that's what's nice. Murray, are you the historian I... here? I want to say 61. It was before we were born. How about that? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's good enough for me. (laughs) I'll verify it before I put it up. So, so yeah, we... It was uh, was, was during the... During the swinging 60s, as Stan Lee might say. Well, I know the Fantastic 1962. 1962. Yeah, Fantastic Four was first, but I wasn't sure if it came out the same. Okay. Um, so, yeah. You know, I, I, will, I, I will admit, okay, first of all, okay. never a huge Ditko fan. I was never a huge Ditko fan, oh, ever. And uh, I, I realized, I read through this yesterday, I've never, never actually read this issue before. I've read retakes on it. I've read, you know, you know various, you know, little mm-hmm. pieces of it that have been used in other books or when other creators have represented it. Like, I'm sure I've seen a McFarlane version of the exact same story or mm-hmm. uh, a, a Larson or or John Byrne or somebody, you know, who's redone it. Yeah. But I, I'm like 90% certain I've never actually read this issue before amazing fantasy 15 before yesterday. And so, for, um, the youngsters that might not know that, uh, amazing fantasy number 15 from who is the first appearance of Spider-Man. They changed the, the title was actually called amazing fantasy. And then they had this in here. And then they changed it to Amazing Spider-Man. Am I correct? With a whole new number one after that. I, think. I thought Amazing Fantasy continued for a while with oh, without him. They it was sort of their um, their their book to introduce characters in. Uh, I, I'm that's, trying to think like Showcase was over at, uh, at DC. Yeah, that's probably true. I just don't know. To the Googleator. The Googleator. Yep. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have access to information that we didn't know we had access to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but again, I I I'm, uh, you know, in the same way that I was never a fan of Pat Broderick. I just just something about the art. But this, I when I reread it, I was like, wow, Ditko is actually really good. At least on this in this presentation. I never liked like his creeper stuff. I didn't like his Blue Beetle stuff. But I that you know. This I'm I'm at least this particular issue. Did I say Pat Broderick? I meant Steve Ditko. I'm sorry. Uh, I was never bad at Pat Broderick either. Oh, okay. Well, it's because Pat Broderick reminded me of Steve Ditko, Um, and I didn't like Pat Broderick stuff. Pat Broderick is. uh, It's got a. You're you're fading out. You're fading out. I need to talk closer to the uh, microphone. Sorry. <laughs> if I remember, if I'm 
Murray, Murray, you're a fan of Broderick stuff, aren't you? Uh, I don't mind it, yeah. I've always liked it. Okay. I do not mind. I don't know that I'd go out of my way to search it out, but I liked it when I've seen it, yep. <laughs> I think I remember Dicto better on uh, Captain Universe little mini thing that they did for a while, more than I do on Spider-Man. That's probably the first time that I remember being um, exposed to that art. And I, and I don't, didn't think I really cared for it at first, but it kind of grew on me. I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't put him up there with George Perez, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm a fanboy of George Perez. You're new to this mm. podcast. Mm. But... You know, gotta give gotta give uh, Stanley his props, though. I mean, the plot, the character. I mean, from 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 all the mythos, you know, Steve Yitko says he created the character, but you know, there, there's no doubt about it that, that you know Stanley gave him a voice, gave him a, uh, a supporting cast, gave him a you know, you know, decided hey, you know, here's another character that's going to be in New York City, and these are all those are all Stanley isms. Yeah. Whereas you know. Whoever actually created the actual visual concept of Spider-Man, I'm sure it's Ditko, but Stanley was definitely yeah. part. He, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened without him. No, I don't think it would either. And you know, depending on who you talk to, the same kind of thing with uh, Fantastic Four. Him and you know Kirby. 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 Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept wanting to say Joe, and I'm like, no, that's not right. I had the Kirby right, but it, yeah, Kirby. Anyway, uh, you're thinking Joe Joe Sinat or something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, um, if you and you read through this, the very first Spider-Man movie, they kept a lot of that in here. Um, the the Tobey Maguire one, yes. There's a lot. I except mean, the web shooters. Yeah, except the web shooters. I yeah, that was kind of they. The next ones they changed <laughs> it, but still, it's uh, it's pretty much. You know, they did a good job sticking with it. That was, I think, um, I think it was up to date. Probably. Well, I'd have to think about it, but it was one of the at the time when it came out. They stuck with the original more than the, original, the first Batman movie. That's for sure. Well, and and that's that's why you know it was so successful compared to say um, uh, the Superman. Not 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 the the Christopher Reeve one, but the oh yeah the the reboots that they've done in the last ten years or so. It's mm-hmm. just it's been they try to do their own original stuff. It's like you know what you have decades of source material, oh, and, yeah. and Stanley and 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 Ditko. Created a, a tremendous source. I mean, just this issue alone. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. it just shocks me. How did they stretch that into two hours? But you know, it's 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 in there. There's a lot of stuff that's not on panel that yeah. is implied, and you can uh, you can stretch that into a movie easily. And they did. They did it well. Yeah. Because because there's a lot of subtext. I mean, again, like I said, I don't think I've ever read this issue before yesterday. So they, I was just like, wow, there. It's really. It's been a long time, it's, but I have. It's good. I got a lot of the uh, Spider-Man epic collections, and they finally put the number one out. Ready to get. Okay. 
I was in this. I was not a Spider-Man reader until uh, McFarlane. I, I admit it. Um, that was when I, I came yeah, on board. Right before, actually, I started reading it every month. Right after Secret War, mm. the whole black costume thing, and I stuck out to onto it past McFarlane and way on when they redid the um, number ones and. You know, all past that, I had a huge collection of those. Which was, you know, but I, I always liked Spider-Man. I identified mm. with the character for obvious reasons. Nerd. I liked him in Marvel Team Up. That's all. I read that's a lot of Marvel I read Team him. Up too. Yeah, I read him a lot. You know. You're right. I actually, you know what, I did too. <laughs> now I, I have, I, I had completely forgotten about Marvel Team Up. It was that. Uh, just I like had, with uh, I had a yeah, huge no, no, I... Spider-Man collection. Sold. I don't remember when I sold it. Probably when I the first time I moved cross country, sold a huge stuff because it was too much. I had divested myself of pretty much everything Marvel I had at that time. As you should. <laughs> so that was when you know every issue had. Wow, sorry. You know that's when they were doing every ninja. Every uh, issue had a cyber ninja in it. Um, that's when they were big, and it's like, oh, he fight. Oh, they fight cyber ninjas again. Okay. All right. So, amazing fantasy started as amazing adventures, and that okay. was issues one to six, and then it was amazing adult fantasy. That was seven oh, fourteen. Bum chicka wah And then it was Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, which was the Spider Man issue, and that was the last issue. And then it came back in nineteen ninety five. Amazing Fantasy number sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. And then wow, it came I back didn't... again in two thousand four. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I didn't realize it was just the it, that the Spider-Man issue was the last issue. I, I in my yep in my it was in a my franchise brain, killer, yeah, or franchise creator, and like no no we can't have any reference to this piece of crap that's that we over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's I don't know. Well, I mean that was Spider-Man was if not the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man was one of the ones that started the Silver Age. I think. Uh, more than more so than Fantastic Four because I I never did get into them. I don't know why. Uh, I was always a bigger Spider-Man fan than I ever was any other. Well, until the X-Men came along. Now, is that Silver Age or is that Bronze Age? Um, sixty-one. I thought when Silver Age started. That's when the, oh. the uh, Barry hmm. Allen Flash came out, and then good point. Okay. Yeah. 56, 57, 58. I mean, it might have been changed. <laughs> they didn't change when Flash came out. No, <laughs> I mean... came out. It's happened. I'm saying... It's a fixed date. <laughs> well, well, now you see, I've... Because I still get the uh, Overstreet Guide, and they've kind of... Wow. Uh, well, in digital form. You can search it. Ah. But um, it's a lot cheaper. They have, you know, split that up a little bit more and defined the ages. Yeah, you're right. According to this, 56 to 1970s, Silver Age. 
So we were still. It's yeah. definitely the '60s for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Still Silver Age. You're right. You're okay. So again, I thought Brun. I thought that Marvel. Uh, that the the Marvel beat was uh, Bronze Age, but I guess they were sort of the the middle tail end of the Silver Age, well, and then we that, fled into Justice be, League of America and stuff. Bronze Age would have been when I started in because reading comics really because. Uh, they would take me, you know, before I could actually read, they folks were buying me comics, so that's eventually how I learned to read. Definitely. So would Bronze Age, so Bronze Age would be Satellite Justice League as opposed to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. I can remember when okay. there wasn't a Bronze Age, so they, I could have swore it at 61 when Flash came out. Again, with Barry Allen was when they considered it the Silver Age. They do. Well, he came out no, in the fifties. Was it the fifties? Yeah. I thought it was 60. Yep. Yeah. No. Nope. We just covered that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Show, showcase number four, October fifty-six. Okay. You're, you're absolutely right. I thought that was much later. Trust the Mur. Oh, I shit. think his series maybe didn't start till the 60s because he had like four issues in Showcase mm -hmm. and they were spread out over right. quite a bit. So like he had his first appearance and then I just read about this. I want to say like a year or two before his second appearance in Showcase. Yeah, because it's really I think that what I'm confusing with is Marvel starting Fantastic Four and that date being the same time as the Silver Age started. That's probably mm -hmm. what I'm confused nope. with. Tomorrow's puts out a great um, historical series called what's it called? The uh, American Chronicles of Comic Book History or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they do it by decade. So they do the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. I think the 60s they split into two. Um, but it is a great historical reference. Like it, it, it goes through all the publishers and everything that happened on each, each important event throughout the, the decade. And then they kind of compare it to what else is going on in the world at that time too. Not the world. Well, I mean like media and stuff. So it's, it's right. kind of cool. Yeah, okay. I, this, this is one of the things I was thinking of. They split up Golden Age. I don't know who you're talking about. an atomic age to some people. And that's like the in-between the gold and silver sometimes. Is yeah, that cause right? You, yeah, because yeah. this article has gold and silver, bronze, and then modern. And I know I've seen it in um, the price guide. Eight instead of four. So, so between gold and silver, when they were doing all the cowboys and and space alien stuff, that was the the, the atomic age. Yeah, that's what I think so. Okay. I I right. think it depends who you talk to or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's what I was right. saying yeah, yeah, sure. earlier. It's different. Yeah, no, no, there, 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 there's only a you know, there's a couple of different. Hardcore comic book historians, and you're right. They there's things that they will not agree on. And, 
Uh, I mean, they would agree that Silver Age started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At some point, they're going to have to figure out what to call all the comics that came after the Bronze Age, because they can't all be the modern. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's like the the 80s to now. That's that's a long time. 50 years, yeah. Yeah, It's 1885 to present. I agree. There should be a Miami Vice Age. It's the Moose Age. Yes, the Moose Age. Even better. No, no, no. It's the Day Glow Age. There you go. Like it. And now, and now we're now we're in what the uh, the dark times. Uh, I think we've come through the dark times. Have we? Don't you think? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I I guess you're not reading Heroes in Crisis. Okay, got it. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> they do. Yeah, there's the DC dark times, but <laughs> they haven't left the dark times since Identity Crisis. So. Oh. Yeah, they've they've made attempts, but yeah, you're they've not. made attempts for sure, and they always tell us they're going to get cheery again. But then, well, it was good for a little bit till they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they said that moments. heroes, yeah, and they said that heroes in crisis and and uh, and doomsday clock were supposed to lead into a, a brighter future, but they're getting they're getting really close to ending both of those series, and they both they both feel very um, uh, not not cheery. Darkest before the dawn, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what a hopeful person you are. All righty. Well, let's travel back to like a lighter, silvier time. To one of the most iconic. Yeah, go ahead. To one of the most iconic covers in in comic book history. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would put it in a top five iconic covers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I never. Act, act, Comics number one, uh, that Detective Comics where he's standing in the spotlight with his with his cape around him, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, maybe even Crisis number seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll give that. I'll give that. And and maybe Justice League number that. one. Oh, Fantastic Ooh, Four for sure. Wow. Yeah, but I would, I'd put Justice League number one in the top ten. But, maybe not um, the top five. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, again. Just League number one's been been aped a lot, a lot, a lot. Which Justice League uh, number one? Are you talking about? The Giffen. McGuire Giffen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just after um, Invasion mm-hmm. or Legends or both Legends, Legends, Legends. Legends. Sorry, yeah, Legends. Legends. That's a yeah. Because uh, I don't think I don't I think I don't I think I think after uh, Invasion we that was one of the few times. We didn't get a new Justice League. So. Yeah. Mm, Justice League International, maybe. Was that after? But still. Okay. Well, you know, like it was all kind of similar-ish time. But, well, I mean, really, it was the same series and same creators. So, you know. In any case, I would put this, I, I would put this easily in the top five iconic covers of Amazing Fantasy number 15. The totally. Spider-Man carrying the guy. There's even... It's stories. There's, there was even like a series about the guy he's carrying on this cover, or maybe an, an issue of a series. Yeah, it's like who's it? look the cover. They don't have him hyphenated. 
He's Spider Man, oh. no hyphen. Well, yeah, they got him on the net first page. They've got him hyphenated, but not in the yeah. description. In the meanwhile section, they haven't even. Of course, it in the latest issue, in the latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man, it was a little campy. It's it's currently it's written by Dan Slott right now, and he was he was in the middle of a fight, and he's getting all bantery, and he somebody called him Spider-Man, and in the in the dialogue, it was written Spider. Spider-Man without a hyphen, it was just one word, and he starts bantering, saying, "I can, I can hear that there's no, no hyphen the way you're ta- you're saying my name." So. <laughs> Dan Slot pushing the humor. Yep. Yeah. Um, I also didn't remember. I mean, again, I, I having not, I guess, not having read this ever, I didn't remember there being dialogue in the cover. One of Chris's favorite things on the planet. There's a time and a place. <laughs> anything, anything in the in the in the modern age, I would say that's that's you know. But back then, you know, it, it's okay. Uh-huh. And they will soon. Well, no, and yeah, that's true. And that you're you're upset, Chris. In the dialogue there, Spider Man, uh-huh. but introducing Spider Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're just working it out. And there's an important there's an important message to you from the editor about the new amount. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the editor at <laughs> the message is we're done. This issue, it's over. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Goodbye. Can I start this and I'll let, I'll hand it off yeah, to go for it. whoever? Uh, okay, so we start off again with that amazing cover. We got Spider Man carrying the guy. Uh, there's a bunch of people on rooftops watching the whole thing. He reveals a secret identity right there on the cover by saying Peter Parker is timid, you know, is the wallflower guy. So, uh, yeah, if you were the guy he was carrying, probably not listening to what the guy is saying, more worried about I am 10 or 15 stories above the ground being held by one arm by a guy on hanging from a string. But anyhow, so we get into the issue with a very hyphenated. Spider-Man with the creepy uh, creepy crawly version of Spider-Man standing next to it with the webs under the un- un- under the armpits, which stylistically kind of cool. Kind of like a cape, I think, is what the, uh, the effect that they're going for. There. A cape without a cape. Um, Marvel, Marvel was not about the capes. Never has been, never will be. They like the, the spandex, but nothing. No cape. No capes. Uh, so like costume heroes, uh, the uh, box asks here, confidentially, we in the comic mag business refer to them as, quote, long underwear characters. And with the exclamation mark, because there were no periods back in the 60s, apparently. Yeah, they, you... they always put exclamation points because they were hard to see, I guess, but I read. Oh, they still are. From yeah. my point of view, from reading comics today, there's a, there's times where I go, oh, there was a period that I missed. That's why this sentence seems so long. Uh, and, and as you know, there are a dime a dozen, and that's probably what this book cost was probably a dime at the time. But we think you may find our Spider-Man unhyphenated just a bit different, just a bit different with periods, with the ellipses, which is all periods. So. And uh, there's a group of cool kids, the hipsters, you know, Reggie and the Reggie and the girls are over here. Well, it's not Reggie, it's Flash, but um, and uh, in the background, there's a 
mopey looking four eyed nerd in a vest holding some books, but his shadow is a very heroic posed character with webs coming off it and a giant creepy spider coming down the side of the building. And uh, one of the one of the cool kids is asking, hey, gang, we need one more for the dance. <clears throat> I don't even know what that means. All right. How about Peter Parker over there? They and got, he's like, hey. they got more hmm? girls and they got guys. No, they got more guys than girls. Look, there's four guys there and two girls. How are they going to? I mean, they need more guys for the gang rape. Come on. Oh, okay. Are you kidding? That bookworm wouldn't know a cha-cha from a waltz. And uh, the blonde girl, the Betty, uh, the Betty of the group, says, Peter Parker, he's Midtown High's only professional wallflower. And at the bottom, we have Stanley and S. Ditko down there. And why won't the page turn? All right, so as you may have gathered... Peter Parker was far from being the biggest man on campus, but his Uncle Ben thought he was pretty a pretty special lad. And he's waking the boy up. He's tossing his hair. He's, Peter's in his PJs. His Uncle Ben's, you're not fooling me, Petey. I know you're awake, and it's time for school. Gosh, Uncle Ben, you're worse than a room full of alarm clocks. <laughs> Sits down to breakfast. He's got his nerdy vest on and a tie. And his Uncle Ben, God, the casting for that first Spider-Man movie with Maguire, spot on. I thought so. Based on based on what we're presented with here, just spot on for Uncle Ben and, and Aunt May. Yep. Um, as repeats Aunt May, she thought the sun rose and set upon her nephew. I cooked your favorite breakfast, Petey. Wheat cakes. And Uncle Ben's all, don't fatten him up too much, dear. I can I can hardly out wrestle him now. That's because sweet? he's a hundred. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he's barely able to stand. And what's going on with his hand there? I think he's holding Peter's arm up in like a muscle pose. So he's oh like, yes, there it is. To get it, oh, like just that. It, it, okay, yeah. I know it's okay. weird. It looks and like he's got multiple hands. Yeah, it's just because the, the the lines blended together. The, the yeah, the, yeah. Whoever did the coloring on it? Okay, I was like, okay, I see that. Oh, look at that big muscle on that boy! And now he's at Midtown High. The faculty at Midtown High were also fond of the clean-cut, hard-working honor student. Keep up the good work, Pete Parker. You're sure to rate a scholarship when you graduate. I'll do my best, sir. As he's holding up a beaker and a bun, you know, and a full of something smoking. They didn't let me do that in high school. Nothing like that. No. I guess I wasn't trusted. They stopped letting me do that after the incident. After they had to rebuild the high school for the third time. Uh, yeah, but it's, alas, it's, now your... a, uh, it's now a tornado rated now. So. Oh, golly. All right, so alas, other teenagers can sometimes unwittingly be so cruel to a shy young man. Sally, I uh, uh, I was wondering if you were busy tonight, Peter. For the umpteenth time, you're just not my type. Not when dreamboats like Flash Thompson are around. I admire your good taste, doll. Get lost, bookworm. This is uh, they were aping this the first two. Uh, Flash Thompson? Yeah, I can't remember. No, I don't think so. 
They brought him back as like a triple. Yeah, I don't think I think they killed him, re unkilled him, re-killed him. He may I don't know if he's dead right now or not. He's not dead forever though. He's uh he was venom for a yeah. while. Yeah, and then he was anti venom recently. And then he was anti May. No, um Look, there's a great new exhibit, the Science Hall tonight. Would any of you like to go with me? He's yelling to the crowd, Science Hall, ha! Yeah, you stick to science, son, we'll take the chicks. And they drive off in their convertible and PD's heading, heading to the science exhibit. Experiments in radioactivity open to the public. <laughs> yeah, someday. Someday I'll show them. Stop. Someday they'll be sorry. Sorry that they laughed at me. Um, that's not ominous. That's not a, That's not somebody's going to end up in a clock tower someday. <laughs> and, uh, and again... Public exhibition of radioactivity. That just sounds like it's going to go right from the get-go. And uh, Peter, along with a bunch of other slightly nerdy-looking guys and one woman, are watching the crowd. And now for demonstration of how we can control radioact radioactive rays here in the laboratory. And they have these two balls. I don't know what they're supposed to be, but... and then. Get a close up, and there's a little spider dropping between the two balls. And this is the I, this is the scene. Uh, but as the experiment begins, no one notices a tiny spider descending from the ceiling on an almost invisible strand of web. A spider whom fate has given a starring, if brief, role to play in the drama we call life. And the spider gets irradiated, and then it accidentally absorbing a fantastic amount of radioactivity. The dying insect which spiders are not, in sudden shock, bites the nearest oh. living thing. Hmm? Yeah, you're right. Arachnid. Arachnid. Uh, and, and at the split second before life ebbs from its radioactive body. So basically it transfers its life force to this poor teenager. Ow! A, a spider, it bit me. But why is it burning so? Why is it glowing that way? My head, it feels strange. I need some air. Looks as though our, our experiment unnerved young Parker. <laughs> Too bad he must have a weak stomach. He, teenagers aren't the only jerks. Nope. No. Uh, these, uh, Stan and Ollie over here are jackasses. So he's out in the street. He's wobbly. And he's like, what's happening to me? I feel different, as though my entire body is charged with some sort of fantastic energy. And his fingers are yellow. That's just not right. That should have been the first sign that something was wrong. Yes. And he's still got his books, and we hear honk, honk. And in a nice touch, he drops the books, and he jumps out of the way. Wrapped in his own thoughts, Peter doesn't hear the auto, which narrowly misses him until the last instant. And then unnoticed by the riders, he unthinkingly leaps to safety. But what a leap it is! That was one egghead who won't daydream anymore when he crosses the street, says the driver. You can say that again, says the passenger. And Peter's jumping up. Books are falling. He's... Heading towards the building. This is why I don't like Ditko. That's a very awkward. His arms are all stretched out. And then we have the other, another iconic scene from this uh, story. Of Peter climbing up the side of the building. Mm -hmm. and I will let someone else run with it from here. Sure. Oh. So he's climbing up the building. Oh, zip. 
And like a little kid sees him climbing up and says, look, a man walking up the side of the building. And his mom is like, that is the last horror movie I take you to, young man. Well, I should <laughs> hope so, because the kid is like four. It's like, should be taken to a horror movie anyway? <laughs> Bad mom. Hashtag call social services. <laughs> I mean, it was the 60s, so... I guess do whatever you want, but hey, I took my I, I watched Arachnophobia with my daughters when they were when my younger one was like five. So, <laughs> all righty, hashtag no judgment. However, <laughs> hey, judging tomorrow. <laughs> all righty, so Petey continues to climb up the building and pulls himself onto the roof. Incredible! I reached the roof in just a few seconds. What's this? I crushed this steel pipe as though it were paper. So he's got like strength. He's super climby. And he immediately, he must have like super wisdom too, because he immediately makes the jump. It's the spider. It has to be somehow in some miraculous way. His bite has transferred his own power to me. <laughs> me. Which is, you know, lovely. Gets a lot of the story out of the way. Mm-hmm. I can walk down this cable as effortlessly as the spider itself can glide along its web. So he kind of climbs down the building from, I don't know, a cable that is, I don't know, I can't, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a cable there. He climbs down head first like a little spider. I've got to have time to think. I've got to plan what to do with this unbelievable ability which fate has given me. And this is actually a cool little panel because we've got like... Um, we see Peter through a giant spider web, like through from the distance through a giant spider web. So it's kind of it's a, maybe it, it's not giant. It's, we're just we're at the spider web and he's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. not. And he got his he he got his books back. He did get his books back. Yep. And so a few minutes later, he happens upon uh, a wrestler who is throwing people around and there's a sign that says a hundred bucks to the man who could stay in the ring three minutes with Crusher Hogan. Hmm. And Peter decides this will be a good chance to test his power. So he runs home, changes his clothes, leaves his glasses here. Cause you know, if he fails, he doesn't want to be a laughing stock and he's going to find some way to disguise himself. So he throws like a, <laughs> a do rag over his face, or I guess they're nylons, but they're, they're fancy fishnet, fishnet nylons. Yeah, he, I don't robbed, even uh, want to know Black what. Canary. <laughs> or Aunt May, what does that say about Aunt May? Oh God, yes, no, ew, ew, oh, ew. Stop right now. Well, it's not like he had fishnet stockings in his well. in his drawers. I don't think. I mean, anyway, unless he, anyway. Peter, Peter Parker, the untold story. I feel like that's an avenue that Bendis did not explore when he <laughs> expanded this origin into six issues. <laughs> that, and it could have been. I'm curious. I want to know where to get the fishnets. Anyway. Anyway, he goes back to the ring and he goes, I'll try for that $100, Crusher. And Crusher is amused because this is just a scrawny little dude. Try to relax, Shorty. I'll try to make this as painless as possible. But as Crusher runs over, Peter leaps over him and realizes it works. I have the speed, the agility, the very strength of a gigantic spider. 
So he climbs up the, um, I don't know, one of the support poles, and he's holding Crusher in one arm while he's climbing with the other arm. And Crusher is terrified. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Put me down. You win. You win. You're not human. Nobody can do that. Want to bet? Uh, people are impressed. Greatest act I've ever seen. Sensational. Fantastic. And that mask gimmick gives him just the right touch of mystery. He was terrific. And how, he, in, how do his feet stick through his shoes? Mm, through his shoes? Well, he's poor. He's poor, he's poor and he's probably are, got holes in his shoes. He's got holes in their cardboard. I think it go, it, the suction goes through a certain amount of cloth. It went through his glove. Mm. It's a molecular level thing. Gotcha. <laughs> so in the crowd, we've got some dude in a suit who's like, hmm, that mask character may be just what I'm looking for. So he throws his arm over Peter and he's like, listen, friend, I'm a TV producer. With that <laughs> act of yours, I can make you a fortune and keep the mask angle. It's great showmanship. Here's my card. Call me. You'll be a smash on Ed Sullivan's show. <laughs> Peter is like, thanks. Everybody so he goes home and he creates a spider costume for himself. Showmanship, he hasn't seen anything yet. Since I have the powers of a spider, I'll design myself a spider costume and... Oh, uh, hi, Aunt May. You looked a little tired, Petey, so we brought you some crackers and milk. <laughs> crackers and milk. <laughs> Bless him if they only knew. Now, let's see. A spider needs a web. So he puts his little scientific know-how to work, and he creates his web shooters. I'll fasten one to each arm. I'll operate by the slightest pressure of any finger. I'll need a name. Well, I guess Spider-Man is as good as any. Looks pretty no good. Hyphen. I do say so myself. No hyphen. That's right. He'll change that as the years go on. Maybe. But did you notice? I mean, this the, the, the timeline they're laying out here is it's like one day. Yeah. And he built the costume and the web shooters. Well, he, yeah. Remember He's he pretty. Had, uh, he had no social life, so, you know, he had no extra time. <laughs> Jesus. Alrighty. So he's got his costume. He's got his webs. They laughed at me for being a bookworm, eh? Well, only a science major could have created a device like this. <laughs> with some strong liquid cement at the end, I can pull myself up anywhere with my little web. And my costume is thin enough to wear unseen under my street clothes. Mm. Okay, world, better hang on to your hat. Here comes the Spider-Man. And you can almost hear, like, the 1970s cartoon music there. Or was it 60s? And I only happened to watch it in 60s. the 70s. It was 60s, wasn't it? Yes. Here comes the Spider-Man. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, the... mm-hmm. All right, so we slide into... In the first Spider-Man Spider with uh, Maguire, when he when Mary Jane moves to New York and Peter goes to visit her, uh, there's a girl playing that on the violin. Yeah. <gasps> That's cool. I love it when they do that stuff. All right, we slide into part two. Now, anybody with the intelligence of a seven-year-old knows that if a man appeared on TV <laughs> who seemed to be more spider than human, he'd be an overnight sensation, especially when his feats were performed without the help of trick photography. Well, you can just imagine how the public reacted to Spider-Man. I've seen it with my own eyes, and I still don't believe it. Sure, they look amazed. Incredible, awestricken, wouldn't you? 
After all, when was the last time you saw a man with his own fantastic spider web? All right, Spider-Man, cut. That's enough. Don't show him too much. Leave him begging for more. Uh, and as his first TV spectacular ends, Peter now, Parker. Just real quick, I, I want to step. I want to. I'm going to stop you here. We're only seven pages in. You see how much they've crammed in to seven pages in this, yes. in this story. They didn't have a choice back then. Well, they well, know it was gonna, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I mean, they tended to do shorter stories anyway, right? Like, there probably would have been two or three stories in Amazing Fantasy at this point in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I, I'm just like we're seven pages. This is this is issue three in the in the Bendis version. I mean that we're we're at now. This is sixty six pages of of art and dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're getting right into it. Boom. So the crowd is like crazy. They're crazy happy with Peter. They're like, sign with me. I'll put you in the movies. We want an interview. Say my agent, boys. I'm busy. And of course, then we get to the moment. And- the moment that defines his life for the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. Chris, take it away. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I was looking something up. What pa- what panel we on? <laughs> sorry, panel two, page eight. Okay. It's okay. a defining moment. Yes, yeah, a defining moment. So he he just got past the paparazzi, and whew, rid of them at last. Hey, what's going on? The guy's running away from a uh, security officer. He says, stop, thief, stop him. He makes it to the elevator. He'll get away. And the guy gets in and made it. I'm safe now. That cop never can never get down to the lobby as fast as I can in this high-speed ex- express elevator. <laughs> okay. I happen to have one there. Uh, lucky that goon in costume didn't stop me. And the guy's like, what's with you, mister? All you had to do was trip him or hold him just for a minute. Sorry, pal. That's your job. I'm through being pushed around by anyone. From now on, I just look out for number one. That means me. How to run you? Ah, save your breath, buddy. I've got things to do. So he goes back, and a few hours later, um, and his uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben give him a microscope he's always been looking for. You're the greatest family a fella ever had. And then... There, he's thinking to himself in thought balloons, which I extremely miss. Uh, the only ones who have ever been kind to me. I'll see you to that. They're always happy, but the rest of the world can go hang up, hang for all I care. And, uh, so he shows in the days that follow, Spider-Man becomes the sensation of the nation. No hyphen. Of the nation? Yes, of the nation. Alliteration. Alliteration from Stan Lee. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. So it's showing us Spider-Man slated for a new TV series, uh, not from Sony. That was maybe five. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man wins Showbiz Award. Spider-Man plays to a packed house. Daily Voice. Who is the Spider-Man? Now he has a the in front of his name. That's how big he is. Not a Spider-Man. He's the. There's no bugle though. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that. Um, so yeah, they're showing around, uh, him all these different things, doing tricks and stuff, and you know, he's, uh, back into his, uh, you know, geek clothes, and one evening, as Peter Parker returns home from a personal appearance, a police car in front of our house, what can be wrong? 
Bad news, son. Your uncle has been shot. Murdered. Uncle Ben dead? No, no, it can't be. Who did it? Who shot him? It was a burglar. Your uncle surprised him, but don't worry, lad. We've got him trapped in the old Acme warehouse. At the waterfront. We'll get him. Like where you can get the uh, Acme bat suit. Uh, Wally Coyote is Acme's greatest spokesman. Anyway, um, <laughs> your hand is next door. The neighbors are looking after her. Wait, I've got to go. I've got to get him. I know the old Acme Would that be the Watson? Would that be the Watsons? Oh, I bet it is. Maybe it is, yeah. I know the old Acme warehouse. It's been deserted for years. A killer could hold off any an army in that gloomy old place, but he won't hold off Spider-Man. Um, still no hyphen. No, still no hyphen there. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go. There's not gonna be any hyphens in this issue except in the very beginning. Well, you never know. There might be another one. This this issue has always stuck with me. The whole great power, great responsibility thing. I still think about this every so often. And if anybody hasn't read this, you'll know what we're talking about here. Now, the one thing they're showing in these two panels at the top, again, I, I'm, I hate to get, keep interrupting, but they're no. showing him swinging from the web. They didn't show him doing that earlier. So, I mean, they're really, they're, they've, they're establishing all of these iconic yep. Spider-Man things in the, just this one issue. The swinging, the webs, the, the, the look, mm-hmm. uh, the relationship with his uncle and aunt, the great responsibility. Um, I mean, it's just, again, all these things, these, these Spider-Man tropes. Okay. So. And uh, yeah, and they added Inhuman Torch into it a little bit later on, but um, but we'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, uh, says, I'll be there in no time. So he, you know, uses his web and he swings with it. And from as far as we can tell, this is the first time, especially the way he's talking about it. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he's in there somewhere. We'll pick you, buddy. will pick us off like flies if we charge him. All I gotta do is hold him off till the moon goes down, and I ought to be able to slip away in the dark. Oh, pardon me. I'll never escape again, murderer. Huh? What the? And then Spider-Man jumps down from the up above. Surprised to see me? Not half at so surprised as you're going to be. He jumps off the wall. Gotta get away. Gotta hide. I must be seeing things. And he's, you know, Spider-Man's in there. And he's ruthless, and he goes in there. No place you can hide. He gets him with his webs, and he's beating the crap out of him. He says, my web will relieve you of your gun, and then my fists will do the rest. And so that's when he's got him. And he sees light shines on this guy's face, and his uh, hat comes off, and he realizes that face. It No, it can't be. It's the fugitive who ran past me. The one I didn't stop when I had the chance. You know, that is an excellent plot twist right there. Look at that. Look, he's got pupils. Yeah, you can just barely see him. First and last time, I think. Yeah. Yes. He has him when he takes the mask off for just a it's second. Cre- it's creepy. Yes, very. I hate to do it, but we'll have to rush him now. Can't take a chance of him slipping by in the dark. Captain, look. It's him on a spider's web. <laughs> All that's missing is friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, they don't add that till later. The, the note, the note pinned to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, he's still a little gloomy. He's got, yeah. he's got time to develop his. Uh, yeah, and a short distance away. My fault. All my fault. If I'd only stopped him when I could have, but I didn't. And now Uncle Ben is dead. 
and a lean, silent figure slowly fades into the gathering darkness, aware at last that in this world with great power there must always come great responsibility. So a legend is born, and a new name is added to the roster of those who make the world of fantasy the most exciting realm of all. Be sure to see the next issue of Amazing Fantasy for further amazing exploits of America. Oh, they lied like a dog there, didn't they? Um, (laughs) The end. Now, somewhere in the mythos, there was... He was Peter Parker was at some kind of talk and it had the Human Torch talking and he brought up that whole line of power, great power and great responsibility. I don't know where that came in, but I remember being that's what made him bond with Johnny later on. Well, and and, and over the years they've made it that Uncle Ben was the one who shared that little tidbit with him. Uh, that, that that was what uh, defined his relationship with Uncle Ben was this this uh, you know son you know you always got to be aware that you have to be helping other people or something and you know with if you have power you must be responsible with it whatever uh, uh-huh. so, this is cool on. it was a good little uh, it was a good mix it it was really a cool mix of, of the types of stories that they would have had in Amazing Fantasy and then the types of stories they were going to be telling from this point on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 very much a what if you got the powers of a spider, um, which was kind of typical, you know, like, what if, you know, like, they did all sorts of, like, what if this happened to the average Joe types of stories in in books like Amazing Fantasy, right? And you would yeah. follow that character's adventure for eight pages, and then they would never be seen again. So this was sort of like the same thing, but they've added the costume, and they've added like the hero element, which is which is a bit of a new twist to the, to the type of story that would have been told up till this point. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were all... This is essentially a, a horror story, but with a, but with a costume. Yeah, spandex. and it's got the little twist, like the little twist that every story needed to have. So when he realizes that the the crook is the same one that ran away, there's your twist. There's your little knife in the gut moment that that turns the whole story upside down for a moment. And I, I did notice that he's lacking the the sense of humor that that has become come to def, somewhat define Spider Man's yeah, character. Doesn't, that doesn't come to but this is a very dark story. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is yeah, very as it was dark. supposed to be, right? Like Amazing Fantasy, they were all supposed to be sort of like, um, oh, the words are escaping me, that that Twilight zone type of story, right? That's like it, they yes, were, yes. You know, Out and it's, it's got uh, that yes. mood. Yeah, for sure it's got that mood. And then it will quickly become... I don't know how quickly he gets his uh, snarky humor, but his banter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would think within the first six months of his book, it's there. I'm thinking. Well, if you read, I, it, memory serves. It's been a long time since I read it either. But the the first appearance of the Fantastic Four, there wasn't really a lot of banter in there either. Even between Johnny and Ben. Yeah, that, they that don't even get there. Their uniforms, like until three or four issues in. Yeah, so it's it's. Um, um, I don't. 
they probably didn't have it all worked out just yet. No, they're getting there. They are getting there. And speaking of getting there, I gotta scram because we've got right. two cats that are ready to yeah, I can hear them. clobber each other. Okay, I can hear <laughs> right, in the well, background there, man. I'm getting spaded. We'll close it out. And... <laughs> it all will right. be soon. All right, uh, all right, everybody. Uh, as always, you can uh, send us an email at podcastandtalesfromwinebox.com, or you can join us on Facebook. Uh, thinking of something, adding something that soon and we'll get to that but anyway uh or you can comment on the actual episodes and let us know what you think there and that is it for this week we welcome back out. yes welcome back oh hey real quick don't don't hang up don't hang up don't hang up are we still okay. on no don't, yeah yeah hey, be sure hey tell your friends post on post on itunes uh like us don't like us yes give us a rating tell people that we exist <laughs> all right that's it okay Alrighty. All right. Cheers. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I guess. I, I'm all. Oh, I was just note, one more thing. I'm all booked up to go to <laughs> Planet Comic Con in March, so should be fun. Woo. Might uh, try to get some interviews, maybe if I can uh, testicle fortitude to do so. Anyway, we'll get uh, some tests. All right. All right, we're out now for sure. Okay. All right, hey guys. Cheers. Have a good Bye. week. We'll talk later. Later. Bye. Bye.